February 17, 2021. It's Watch for Pedro's show. <laughs>
Show happy Wednesday, uh, middle of the month of the second month of the 21st year of the 21st century. We start off with John Coltrane live at Birdland 1963 doing The Promise, and then we had Little Fyodor with Everybody's Fucking, and uh, you know, Brother Matt quit in quarantino mode, so he's still at the Pleasure Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point a couple miles south of here. But I am not totally man alone, good people, because of those uh, Estonian software engineers with their righteous Skype invention. I got Little fire door aboard from Denver. Welcome aboard. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm a little bit seasick, but I think I'll make it. Arr, that's that's Arr. A, yeah, that's the spirit. That's the spirit. So look, I want to talk about your uh, musical journey. What what is your earliest musical recollection, Little Fire Door? Oh well, hell, you know, I mean, if you go way back to where nobody would be interested, except you know maybe some psychotics. I mean, I was writing songs when I was like. 12 years old about family vacation trips and shit like that. Oh, there were, there were also some like disgustingly, uh, well, maybe, or depending on your view, uh, the, the very intensely uh, 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 idealistic, you know, sort of hippie leftist songs I was writing too. Oh, uh, there must be so- something new to to get rid of all the pollution, yada, yada, yada. And then I kind of gave it up for a while. And then Little Theater was born in 1981 when I started writing songs about my situation in life then, which was like right after college, totally lost, never had a girlfriend, had nowhere I was, had no idea where I was going, wasn't sure who my friends were, you know, just typical shit. Yeah, yeah. Can we, can we go back a little bit before... What town did you grow up in as a boy? I grew up in the artificial suburb of Wayne, New Jersey. You know, a town that had never seen a downtown. You know, uh, it looks like a little California flipped the other way. I, I noticed on tour at the looking at the license plate. Uh, in the pad that you grew up, was there musical instruments? At some point, my mother got us a piano, but it was a it was a fairly unmusical family. I always noticed that. Rock musicians, no matter how down and dirty and punk and raunchy and anti-old ways they are, almost always have musical family. I didn't. Okay. Uh, uh, there was a piano that showed up eventually, and I actually did. I wrote some of my um, 12-year-old idealistic songs on that piano, actually. Now, did you have to go through the piano lesson uh, ordeal? I went through a guitar lesson ordeal. And what was that like? It was very tedious and um, and deflating because I didn't. I never did. I I never really mastered one lesson before we went on to the next one. Oh, so I kind of felt like I was failing all the time. Yeah. Jesus Christ! What? If, what? I, if, you've never experienced that. Oh, yeah, buttloads. Believe me, <laughs> little fire door. In fact, uh, at school, I'm going to ask you about this. Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? <laughs> no. 
No, I was never in any uh, organized school things. I was kind of like, uh, kind of too pathetic for that. Uh, I had I had a friend who was in the band, and he was that might have almost made him seem more pathetic than me. We were, you know, <laughs> we, we, you know, I kind of bolstered myself up by making fun of people who were in the band. Of course, of I course. Was considered what joining the, some theatrical thing, but I didn't. One of the reasons I ask that is because some schools get rid of their arts program, and that's it. I'm just curious. Uh, can I ask you what was the first record you bought with your own money? I don't know about with my own money. I remember, remember it's that, a, it's a walk know. from Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. Uh, I ask about uh, that. I ask that question because when you're a kid, you don't have a lot of money. So I'm just curious, like how you would. Well, see. I do know this yeah. that my that for my twelfth birthday, uh, my mother got allowed me to choose for record. So that wasn't with my own money. So I, whatever, you know, but I do remember this and I only remember two of them, but one was Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> River. Yeah, I know and that one quite another well. <laughs> was, another was the Blood, Sweat and Tears record that had spinning wheel on it. So oh, yeah. Hey, I got a weird connect between those two bands because I thought John Fogarty in Proud Mary was singing about the same thing the Blood, Sweat and Tear Cats. By the way, Jocko had a little stint in that band, Jocko Pastores. But then I found out, you know, or I got a little more less younger, and I realized the big wheel was the fucking paddle wheel. It wasn't the spinning wheel with the painted <laughs> pony. And they had no connect, except they were well, recorded you know, around the same. Well, look, you know, there's a fascination with, with wheels that are spinning. You know? <laughs> absolutely, you absolutely. What, what about the first gig you saw? What was that? Uh, <laughs> saw Emerson, Lake, and Palmer at the, uh, oh, what was it? The Elizabethan uh, uh, baseball field in, in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay. This, this, this old baseball field that was used for concerts. Saw a few of you them know, there. I drove by it because they have the name of the town, I think, painted on a water tower. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, but, and I, and I got to tell you, I fell asleep at a couple of Emerson, Lake and Palmer game. My buddy Tony loved them and I just couldn't. Yeah, they play whole fucking albums and I call them. It happened to be at Rush gig he took me to, too. Uh, I want to play, uh, you give me a hard on. You give me hard on. You make me bold. You give me yearnings to indulge. You make me horny. You make me fear that I soon will bust You make me want you You make me cry Because we both know I'm qualified You give me hard on You make me grow You make me imagine That I know You make my blood run You make me howl You make my thoughts turn Profane and foul you make me tremble, you make me sigh You wake me up then, you watch me die You give me heart on, you make me sweat I want to see you, moaning and wet You get me floating, you let me fall You get me started, then make me stall But there's no resolve to my plight Cause underneath, get proud and tight They might be punchy, someone listens 
consolation is what the guy said on the empty street in a crowded room hidden by the evil eye that strikes from the gloom.
I want an ugly girl who loves nobody but me. I want an ugly girl who's got no need to be free. I want an ugly girl who thinks that's the way to be. I want an ugly girl. I'll make you jealous. Just wait and see. show that chunk of music start off a little fire door doing you give me a hard on you know television that new york city band mm-hmm. uh, richard hell and tom Burley, they had a, a song called uh, also i should say richard lloyd and billy fika too because great cats uh, they had yeah. a song called hard on love and uh yeah. richard hell was my first punk rock uh, hero i put a picture of yeah. him on my base and it was like a line in the sand people here in Pedro said like fuck you and okay <laughs> fuck me then you know and so anyway Richard I got in the mail this CD he has put out his second album he's he found the master tapes and remixed it uh, and here's a demo from it smitten right after your tune there uh, Richard Hell and the Voidoids with the demo of smitten and it's so well, kind of Richard have a part on, don't we <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely. Hammer it take a hammer and pound it in the fucking wall, right? Okay, Thurston Moore after that with the upstairs from his uh album he just made in England. Uh brand new from Mechanica Classica from Valencia, Spain. Uh Littoria de Roca. Bomas Prendon from the DC area with Chromorages. Chromorages. That's hard. They made that word up. Maybe not. Hands Rotten out of Switzerland with uh, Kick Loop. A brand new from Eokoi SOS. A Network Glass. That's fucking Doran Balmart. Bitch a musician. SM. Uh, Deep in the Woods out of Dublin. Tommy Sullivan with uh, The Stars Will Die. And finally, Little Fire Door with I Want an Ugly Girl. Wow. Okay. So we're going to jump all ahead since all that school and favorite record, first gig shit. And, And let's get back to the. Early 80s, right? Like 1981, yeah. you said, is, is when Little Fyodor was born. Kind of popped out of the ether, you might yeah, tell, say. Yeah, tell, because that's an important event for you, right? That, I mean... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right, right. So it's tell me about that. Story. Uh, well, my origin story is that I was showing these songs to a friend, Evan Cantor, uh, in uh, Northern Virginia, and, in his, and uh, I showed him a few song li- lyrics and stuff. And I'd recently turned him on 
to Dostoevsky. It was kind of the old, you know, uh, literary friend kind of thing. Hey, I get into this. Hey, I read this. You ought to read it. And so I, I turned him on to Dostoevsky that I'd read in a college class. Which one? Like and Notes from Underground? Or, or which one? I don't know which one I okay. first turned him on to. Notes from Underground is really the big one for me. Yeah, I, me, too, know, me, too, me too, me too, me too. I kind of want things to be kind of short and snappy. And, you know, 150 pages is kind of short and snappy by Dostoevsky standards. Yeah, absolutely. I think every young man in U.S. should read that. Yeah? I do. I, I, do. I, won't, I won't dispute that. I won't dispute uh, the same with uh, Frederick Nietzsche, you know. The, sometimes there's certain kinds of reading. It's not like you have to fucking start goose-stepping to the shit, but just, just <laughs> to get, you know, pry, use the pry bar on the fucking old skull. So so go on with your origin story. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, well, after I showed Evan these songs, he, uh, well, at first he said, the first thing he said was, these songs need improvement. You need to have these these characters that you're writing about embrace their evil and i said well they're they're not really feeling good about this you know and he and suddenly had a revelation and said you're writing about dostoevsky and characters they can't even get any joy out of their own evil and uh, then he called me little theodore and there you go okay okay and theodore dostoevsky now now I'm, I'm curious yes you said you presented your buddy here with some songs. So you had a tradition of songwriting already? I think... Uh, well, I from the 12-year-old like from the twelve year old stage with the uh, leftist songs, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that was like long behind me. I, I, I was kind of ashamed of that and, you know, threw dirt on it and stuff like that. But no, I had written, I think, three songs. And this was suddenly, you know, something I was like, you know, I had the revelation that this was like a new thing for me to do. I'd sort of... I'd, I'd started to write short stories, like page-long short stories. It was almost the Ramones, you know, put to literature. They were these little little vignettes of satirical looks at how fucked up everything was. But then I kind of got bored with that. I kind of felt like the first one I, I'd written was the best one. I couldn't top it. And then a, a, a roommate, an itinerant semi-roommate, had left his guitar in the, in the living room where I was living, and I started playing it. And also, there was a piano there, too. His, his brother, I think, uh, brought a piano. On one or the other, I'd written, um, I'd, I wrote, I Want an Ugly Girl and Useless Shit. Uh, so the, this was pretty much, you know, my new revelation that I had a purpose in life, that I wasn't just going to be some pathetic uh, afterthought to, to the existence of the human race. This yeah. was my contribution. And so I started writing these songs, and I... I presented these i i think my first three songs i want an ugly girl useless shit and nobody loves me and they got good reason so i presented these to evan Cantor, and he and he and went after he made after the revelation came to him that these were like dustyevsky and characters that couldn't even get any joy out of their own evil yeah. which was breaking his own you know personal uh, journey of what he was expecting because he was sort of getting into evil. He was getting into punk rock, but, and he liked these this song by a friend, uh, some friends of his that was called Berserker. It was going, I'm a berserker, I'm a berserker, you know. So it was sort of like the joy of evil, and this is what he was getting into. And here I was going, eh, nobody loves me, and they got good reason. And he was so he was sort of like, well, wait a second, this is sort of half right, but then you're taking this turn that I don't approve of until 
until he made that connection. Then I think he kind of at least semi-approved it. Oh, so he backed off the suggest that they needed improving. Uh, he 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 didn't um he he didn't follow up on it anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. He cracked up and called me little Theodore. So there you go. Yeah, That's yeah. So he's, he 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 anointed you. Yes. Okay. And, he, he and his no name idea. is Evan? His... A year or two later, when I was still using that name, he cracked up again and said, that was just a joke. Yeah, be careful for what you joke with. That's right. <laughs> I was just reading today about how the person who, who coined the word the establishment rude the day he used that word. He said, oh, everyone's just using that word in such ridiculous ways they have no idea what they're talking about and so a lot of people who coin words regret it later uh, little fidor i'm gonna say the yeah. same thing about this fucking word in the 90s they tried to call a marketing genre for music alternative look at how that word's come <laughs> back to bite us in the ass oh sure it did i mean fuck uh, that i said don't use that word what what's the alternative to music silence look <laughs> look you're, you're talking evan canner was he a cantor? Yeah. Maybe from a family of singers, huh? But but the name <laughs> Evan, the name Evan is making me think of Evan Lipson, and we got to give that brother a lot of credit for giving us the connect for me and you talking yeah. now. He's our he's our love connection. Right, right. Something like that. Beautiful. So when is the first time you do a gig as Little Fyodor? Well, I performed. I kind of took my own right turn to join Evan Cantor's band, Walls of Genius. And we were a cassette networking band between the uh, years of about 83 and 86. We released 30 cassettes, wow. mostly 90 minutes long in those three years of all original material. Well, there was a couple of comms, but then there was a couple we didn't count. Uh, approximately 30. Now, and, these, uh, these uh, 90-minute tapes were full? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of... Yes, yes. They were full of... They were full of music and noise and sound collage and 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 utter craziness and not, tell me we about this network tell me uh, tell me about this network was it new jersey was it in virginia <laughs> it was the cassette network the world cassette network of the 80s and 90s okay. that we were part of we were trading tapes selling like, tapes sending tapes to magazines getting them reviewed and getting excited and turning on the tape recorder and just jabbering into it whatever we felt like we did do some real songs too at times the very first rendition recorded renditions of i want an ugly girl uh, appeared on two different walls of genius tapes now these, then, these tapes oh, didn't come from a studio you actually guys played right into a tape recorder that's right homemade and yeah. recorded in our living room or wherever we set up remotely and, and then you would send these tapes in the mail yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For anybody so, who didn't live in town. It sounds like, in a way, like a little bit of fanzine culture, in a way. But you oh, yeah. being creative with your fucking musical expression. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was that's exactly what it was. The fanzines were like kind of hand in glove with with the cassettes. I mean, of course, the fanzines were involved with other things too. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, it was a, definitely a music scene scene. Little Fyodor. What I mean is, like, there was no middleman. It was. A fanzine, right? You print it, you go, there's nobody, you don't ask oh. permission. And, and you yeah. guys were doing oh, the same thing with your music. <laughs> well, those, 
Yeah, there are a few times we tried to kowtow unsuccessfully to various underground distributors, but for the most part, we were, t and even then, that was our choice, but for the most part, we were just doing whatever the fuck we felt like at the at the moment and sending it out to the world. That's fucking bitching. But the question actually was, what was the first gig, <laughs> the Wall of Genius gig? Oh, uh, the Little Fire yeah, Door, I the first gig. Well, the first gig Walls of Genius did was in a uh, uh, a coffee house called the Left Hand uh, the the Left Hand Coffee House, which was a play on words because there's a canyon north of Boulder called Left Hand Canyon, and also you know they were kind of you know lefties if you know what I mean. And uh, but my first solo gig as Little Theodore happened in 1986 in the Auction House and Art Gallery, in, uh, uh, basically. Um, uh, a coffee house and art gallery in in Boulder that was where you can just book your own show and I played by myself underneath a ladder on Friday the thirteenth of uh, in uh, December I think of uh, of nineteen uh, nineteen eighty six that must have been or was it eighty five no, it must have been eighty six eighty six now was it oh, a, su no, a no, success no, it was earlier but, but in eighty six yes was it a success the gig what was it pants shitter was it scary. It was uh, pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it because uh, I'm an introvert, but I'm also a natural performer. That's where I can like I can lose myself in the in the of the in the ether of existence and just be there without being self conscious. It's it's social situations that make me performing. I've always just felt really easy at that, about going on stage, and I've been doing it with Walls of Genius. So I was a total okay. total novice. And, as far as my first gig with Walls of Genius, if you want to try to get into more nerves, yeah. I was actually totally confident with that because suddenly I felt like myself. And also, well, Ed, the great Ed, Ed Fowler of Walls of Genius, he went out and found all this thrift store loud clothing for us. And we had no idea he was going to do this. And he just presented it to us. I mean, each one of us, he had like our own costume that he had in mind. And this, Ed is one of the most most uh, quiet and, and um, what was that word I used? Introspect introspective. I mean, he's just uh, he's just kind of a quiet, usually kind of passive person. But suddenly he came alive and bought, because he'd been buying bad clothes in thrift stores for years before anyone, before it was hip. That's the first time <laughs> I ever heard of it. Now, was Wallet Genius a Boulder band? How did you yes. get to, okay. Can I can I tell you about another uh, guy from Boulder? Do you know about Eric Boucher? <laughs> By my laugh, you can tell that I do. Okay, yeah, Jello Biafra's from Boulder. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I've directed with him uh, two or three times, I think. Okay, okay. In, in, in the flesh, and a uh, few more times by uh, by other means. That's right. Look, we're at the <laughs> the very first time I interacted with Eric was when I asked him to move out of the way uh, to get to the bathroom at a, uh, a performance, an electronic avant-garde performance by uh, an old high school friend of his named Joel Hartling, who performed as Architect's Office. Ah, oh, beautiful. And they also became part of this same uh, cassette underground network of the world uh, that we was well, a genius were. Being oh. that we were part of the state town, we kind of create, had kind of a, a rivalry between us two. Yeah, those uh, things happen. The Look, leaders of the band really hated each other. The other people got along fine, but the leaders of the band, ah! <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour. February, oh, wow. 
17, 2021 edition of Pedro Show. Special guest, a little fire dart. Hold tight for hour two. February 17, 2021, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. That was a mistake, that was a mistake, that was a mistake, that was a mistake. That was a mistake, that was a mistake, that was a mistake, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that, I should have done that better. I shouldn't have done that, I should have done that better. My words got all offended. It's not what I intended. My words got all offended. They all love me. The thing they don't know me. They all love me. The thing they don't know me. I should have been there, but instead I am here. I should have been there, but instead I am here. Second of stupidity, then years of recovery. With second of stupidity, then years of recovery. They said at the time, but now I feel blind. They said at the time, but now I feel blind. I didn't know what to do, and I couldn't ask you. I didn't know what to do, and I couldn't ask you. Stupid, I was playing you and think I had a brain. I was stupid, I playing you and think I had a brain. I didn't get gas, and my ass is flat. I didn't get gas, and my ass is flat. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. That was a mistake, Condoleezza Rice, Condoleezza Rice, that was a
I'm a big baby for your love, just a big baby for your love, wanna have all of your love, oh we gotta have your love, oh don't take away your love, oh give me back your love. I'm a big baby for your love, wanna suck a full of your love, gonna try without you. Yeah.
for Pedro's show. We started off the second hour with That Was a Mistake from Little Fyodor. Flies on you after that with Ma Ma Ma. That's a hard title. Sorry yep. if I fucked that up. Uh, Sam Lockward, The Quiet Man, Iowa City with Spin and Dissolve live. That was a live thing. Hearsay from Joshua Tweed with, with Dr- Doubletree. Street Eaters with Comets. David Gerard and Glenn Soga with Escape Velocity. And finally, Big Baby for Your Love. Fyodor. So, yeah, people, off air, Will Fyodor enlightened me to the fact that at that first gig, he got foisted out front. It was sort of like the scene in Mad Max and Road Warrior where they tie the hostages to the bumper of the Doom Buggy. Yeah, I think it's pretty. It was pretty close to that. Yeah, you, you could say that, especially because I was like the least qualified. I was like the non-musician of the band. They were like both great guitar players. They didn't know what I what I did except that I sang really bad, and they pushed me out on stage first. But then, you know, that we were playing some 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 music or something like that in between the the bands or something, and I just started dancing around. I, it, so I I had I had a great old time. And that was a very improvisational band, so there were sort of no mistakes. We really didn't know what we were doing. So it was, and and eighty percent of the audience were like our friends. So I had a pretty easy landing. I've had some other wars. Can, can, can I ask you something about uh, the gig? Was there a drummer and a bass player? No, <laughs> it was just two guitarists and you. All right. Yeah, well, actually, and we switched around. Uh, the, the, actually, one of the guitarists probably played bass some of the time, yeah. Okay. But there was no drummer. There may, though I might have played bongos some of the time. So see, we just switched around. Sure, there was sure, no sure. trap set. No Take. trap set for that particular gig. A friend named ba- Brad Carton, who also played in a punk band called uh, The Lepers, who had uh, their biggest hit was a song called um, uh, So We Can Talk that was in which they adapted lyrics from uh, David Hinckley. David uh, Hinckley? Yes. That actually made it to Time Magazine or something like that. Anyway, Brad Carton would sometimes play drums with us, but not at that first gig. That first gig was just the three of us, and um, one guitarist might play bass, or some, or he might play harmonica. We, we just switched around. We, we were an experimental band, not a rock band, per se. Even though we played a lot of rock songs. We would play uh, I'm 18 by, uh, by Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper. Right. Yeah. So, they, which they, is suspiciously they, familiar to the Stooges' dog food, uh, but don't tell anybody. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Now, I want to ask you, when yeah. you, you uh, become Lil Fyodor in Boulder, mm-hmm. now this band does have drums and bass. Uh, Little Theodore's band. Yeah. About absolutely now, absolutely. now how'd you how'd you put that together is there a connection with wall of genius is there a connection with walls of genius with the first recording i made the first solo little theater recording i made was with the, the walls of genius house band evan and ed and and brad carton uh backed me up on that one and then for a few years for for, for several years for God, longer than I'd like to think. I was actually just recording with whatever, whatever people I could gather gather to get for for my record uh, because I didn't really have a set band. So I had different people playing on different albums. Since about 2010, I've had more of a regular band with uh, 
Amadeus Tongue Fingers on uh, guitar and bass and Tricky Dick Wicket on drums. That uh, so and in between then I was playing live mostly as a duo, sometimes as a trio, but mostly as a duo with Babushka, my lovely assistant. Right, you gave me some Babushka music we're going to be playing. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. In, in fact, the next uh, chunk of music, uh, done that, do this. Little, oh. Yeah, Grandma, right, Babushka? <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> okay. But, but, but fuck it, let's listen to I Want to Be the Buddha. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff from Hokkaido, too, I'm going to play after this. I want to be the Buddha. Say smile all the time. I want to be the Buddha. Everything's just fine. I wanna be Jesus. He always looks so sad. I wanna be Jesus. He must have had an awful dad. I wanna be the Buddha. Tell everyone what to think. I wanna be the Buddha. Watch him bow when I win. I wanna be Jesus. I wanna be no slave. I wanna be Jesus. I'm gonna stay in my grave. I wanna be the Buddha. Never have to live again. I wanna be the Buddha. Gonna really master Zen. I wanna be Jesus. I wanna carry the cross. I wanna be Jesus. I wanna speak for no boss. I wanna be the Buddha. See all the door is so clean. I wanna be the Buddha. I want to be Jesus Always trying to figure things out I want to be Jesus Who needs them positive doubts? I want to be the Buddha Yeah, I want to be the Buddha I want to be the Buddha I'd even like it in New Jersey Whoa! 
sour on my head. Drinking down a cup, trying to wake up. Driving across town, feeling like a clown. Some guys in my lane put a bullet through his window pane. Pull into the lot. Mad them horses, not my favorite spot. I'm plagued by one great doubt. It's become what my life's all about. If I had done that, I wouldn't have to do this. If I had done that, I wouldn't have to do this. show that chunk of music started a little five door doing i want to be the buddha and after that we got a bunch of stuff my buddy nez who lives in hokkaido uh, irish camp but he immigrated i guess you say to, to hokkaido japan and uh there's a bunch of bands he gave me some music from that's over there in the town uh the hatch with real gold zozu sun zo spark no zo sun park Korean name, huh? Park. Sun Tzu Spark is a fucking cat beef art song, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Off a clear spot. Okay. We, uh, IASP, uh, Soul for Sale of Glut Appetite from Spartan Kicks. Car Thief School, Wan Ishi. Uh, Don Carnage, 
a bulbous bow, meat cop with urban tusk, not sunchilds with Ima no Jigazo. Politics cause crime from slang, bang lang with kill jocks, and finally, little Theodore. There, that's how you say it, Theodore. That's how I say it. Yeah, yeah. So and that's how you should say it too. I know, I know. I fucked up. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> big, big, big Gomenesa. Well, big, my, big Gomenesa. I'm sure he would have told me not to use that name. Okay, and at Babushka though, you're you're a co-conspirator with yes. done that, done that, do this. So. um you had a radio show for a long fucking time. Yes, I, I did radio on KGNU Boulder from about 1981 through, I think it was 2016, when I finally gave up the ghost. Now, how did it happen? How, well, I first got involved with radio in, uh, in college. I, I first with uh, this, this quasi-commercial radio station called WUVA, and then when I realized I joined the wrong station, I, I, I switched over to WTJU, which was this really cool uh, public college public college station. And then I had you know a lot more freedom to play whatever whatever I wanted. And and uh, then when I came to move to Boulder, Colorado, uh, after college, uh, just to, to to do something and like you know and get out in the mountains and all that. The nature and shit and all that, and uh, I, I found out they had a public radio station. So I just walked in there one day, and the station manager Fergus Stone said, "Sure, we'll give you a show eventually. Just you know, pull the usual uh, you know helping out bullshit that you, that you're supposed to do to you know to show your 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 allegiance and stuff." So I answered phones and stuff, and eventually they gave me a show, largely because. They didn't have any any overnight DJs at that time. They were just cut, they were just a couple of years old, and they didn't have regular late night DJs. So I was able to be the first regular. Well, I, I alternated with somebody, but we were the first regular DJs going from like midnight to three or four a.m. Well, you know, Saturday night or Sunday morning. That was the worst thing about that shift was not knowing if it was Saturday night or Sunday morning. I was like. <laughs> call it both you know which might make it clear or might confuse it more who knows but that's what we what i did i called the show eventually i started calling it under the floorboards which is a reference both to a song by magazine and to that book under under notes from underground right right literal, i know both i got to see magazine at the whiskey in west hollywood very good band it was the singer buzzcocks he had quit Made his own yeah. band, yeah. A great cat, Barry on bass, Barry Adams. Um, yeah. I think he had the Susie, Susie and the Banshee guitar man who passed away kind of young. What kind of stuff did you play on your show, little Theodore? I wanted it to represent the insects of society. I wanted it to be out there in any way that out there could could mean. Uh, you know, the most obvious way is experimental or something. But, you know, is is an experimental musician at a university? Is he more out there than, you know, somebody cranking out rock songs in, in, in his in his bath, in his bedroom or something like that? Who knows? Anything that just, you know, Daniel Johnston and, you know, was a, was a good example. But, but, you know, I would certainly play the residents, especially when I started out. Eventually, I decided the residents we're getting too much airplay elsewhere on the station. Somebody claimed that he called me up when he was a teenager and was all excited to excited to request 
the residents on my on little Theodore's radio show under the floorboards. And he says that when I, when he called me asking for the residents, I told him they were too commercial. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I really said that exactly. That doesn't sound like my words. No, but they had an album called The Commercial Record. And it had about yeah, all those one-minute so, songs. Yeah, They admitted it themselves. <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the second hour. February 17, 2021 edition of The Watt from Pedro Show with special guest, Little Theodore. Ah. Hold tight for hour three. <gasps> February 17, 2021. It's the third hour of The Watt from Pedro Show. I love you. I love you. I love you.
from Pedro's show. We started the third hour off with little Theodore doing those three little words. Then some days with Boy With No Brain, Sean Lennon, The Shrink, Crane with When a Joke Becomes a Lie, and finally Trump Loves You, little Theodore. All right. Look, spreading somebody love. told me, yeah, spreading, yeah, spreading lies. <laughs> <laughs> Look, somebody told me you had two appearances on Dr. Demento. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, uh, let's see if I can remember what they were. I, I think he played, um, uh, why am I down? Which I don't think I, I probably didn't send to you. It's it was on my first, uh, uh, EP released in 1985. It goes, I believe in peace and love and everyone I know too. So why am I down? Why am I down? And it kind of goes through all this stuff about either being idealistic or materialistic. And neither of those things help this 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 character i mean all my songs were about myself but they're all kind of characters too sure and the song about yuppies what what, what did your brother evan uh he said your characters are, are afraid of evil of, of they, their... they, they, they couldn't they couldn't even get any joy out of their own evil that's it that's so they were kind of it was a double whammy i guess <laughs> That's right. Now you might as well enjoy. How it, did right? the, how did yeah, absolutely absolutely how did the doctor you know because I listened to him as a teenager here you know and uh, I, I'm I'm curious how did he hear about you? Uh, oh, we, I sent it to him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, Walter, so, so Walter, you knew about him. Walter's a genius too. Well, well, how did you know about him? Um, you know, it's one of those things where you know some shrink is going to have to hypnotize me to find out what I first heard of. <laughs> heard of Dr. Demento, I, you know, well, I was just a hip guy. What can you say? I might not have been cool, but I was hip. Or maybe I was hip, but I was one of those things. I mean, I, I heard about him, you know, you hear about these things through the various, you know, uh, channels of things. Uh, he goes way back. Yeah. I, like I said, I was a teenager and in the seventies, he was on Sunday nights and he would play this strange music. Uh, on, on a kind of a FM rock, uh, KMET was the station. Uh, yeah, and uh, was very fucking right. Top, top ten. Uh, corp- It'd be nice to know, like, on what station I first heard of heard him or something. But he, he's just to me, he's just one of those like sort of social worms that kind of you know gets into your brain. Only a good one, a good one. But uh, it's sort of like he was just he was part. He was just part of the so to the. Yeah, of, of the social environment to me. Maybe, like everyone uh, was. Well, hmm? yeah, maybe maybe a show was syndicated. You know, I don't know because yeah. I came from Virginia when I was nine. And, you know, I've toured many times, but I've never lived in other places. So it's hard for me to know since that time. Yeah. So I was just curious about the Dr. There, Demento. There's, there's a, a Dr. Demento doc, documentary. Yeah, a lot of funny stuff. I mean, he would play shit from the 40s and the 50s and, you know, just anything that was funny. In fact, I think that's where Weird Al Yankovic got his start. That's what they say. That's That's what they say. Look, I'm going to play here uh, Doomed. Nice, positive song.
happy when I'm sitting on the floor And if my sister goes somewhere I can't make it down the door I don't know what to do 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 show last music for this edition little theodore with yeah doomed and then we had uh part one of two this is john irabagon i don't hear nothing but the blues volume three anatomical snuff box like i said part one of two we'll play uh tomorrow's episode we'll play this second part then uh, the lady on guitars eva mendoza is pretty incredible uh, nelson after that with unused cue and finally Little Theodore and Babushka doing something live. I don't know what to do. A common plight with the human race. What can I say? Right. Now, let's let's bring everything up to date right in this moment. Now, you've left your radio show for a couple years now, right? Yeah, I, I finally gave it up for a variety of reasons. I, I must have done it for about 34 years, I think. Something like, like that. And... Uh, but uh, it, it was it was a great thing for me. It was a, it was great. It was a great way to make connection with all sorts of people out there. Usually, people more of yeah of the experimental. And I really got into like the more do-it-yourself thing. I didn't limit it to that. I did have a second show during uh, the a- Tuesday afternoons for just a half an hour called the Cassette Network, in which I would just uh, play cassettes, any homemade music on cassette. And that could be really weird, or sometimes it could be not quite as weird, although it was still weird by most people's standards. It was it was downright normal to, by my standards sometimes. But uh, when, when the late night show, it would be, by the end, it was mostly half cassette, well, half do it yourself, and then, or maybe even more than that. Eh, but I'd still throw in the Morton Sabotniks and stuff here and there, too, people who had more, you know, academic setting connections and stuff like that you know cassettes have made a comeback <laughs> yeah that's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah what are, what are your thoughts on that uh, whatever 
Okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm certainly glad for people to be open-minded. Yeah, that's the important thing, that they be sure. open-minded and not, you know, reject any kind of uh, technology out of hand. And sometimes, sometimes the old ways are the best ways. But I'm a little... I'm a little uh, uh, ambivalent about anything that's kind of retro for its own sake of it. You know, there, there's a charm to that, but there's also kind of eh, there, 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 there's kind of an, a gratuitousness to it as kind as of well. kitsch. Uh, I like kitsch. Okay, but you know, some, but you know, kitsch I, for kitsch's sake it, is kind of fucking it, phony, right? Kind of. Well, we shouldn't say phony. More, I should phony. say more shallow. The, the, the veneer wears thin. That's what I'm trying to say. It can. It can. Too much of anything wears thin. Yeah, right. When you know, when you're kind of just at the, when you're just getting into something because it's what you're supposed to get into or something. Yeah, that, that's right. You know, that's as soon as you start attracting, you know, people like that. That's when your movement's made. It. That's also when it's doomed. Right. Like that. That cat. I remember this uh, guy was in a swing band. He says, "What? When they make the gap bad, it's over." <laughs> well there you go he was doing a New York Dolls thing by this time oh. look, look I'm, so so present day what is Lil Theodore doing for music I'm kind of a bum nowadays I just listen to WFMU whatever whatever weird shit they, they play but occasionally that's a great station that's a, that's a New Jersey station I think Jersey City a great yes. station you can hear it anywhere in the world people on the air on the internet WFMU.org Yes, that's how I listen to it. And they've got multiple feeds. So if you don't like what they're playing on the on the on-air feed, you can listen to one of the other feeds. It's sort of like, it's, it's too easy. I don't need to make my own music because they give me all the good music I need. But Babushka, she's been uh, cracking the whip on me and we've been learning uh, our rendition of Theme from a Summer Place. Theme from a Summer Place? Yes, yes, we're doing a we're doing that as a duo and learning it straight from the from the sheet music and doing it, you know, real straight and all because hey, it's it's like some beautiful shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what what what, what, to, what are your plans for it? A cassette release? Ah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> you know, it's just open ended now. We're just we're like leaves falling from a tree. We're just open ended. Wherever it takes us, we'll we'll go. I've also been recording some. Uh, Homemade objects, pots and pans, and and uh, and rubber bands and stuff like that. And I want to get kind of want to get more into that. Uh, but um, uh, I, I have such a I have such a, a, a blockage with all this digital uh, digital recording equipment. I, I'm like a total dark when it comes to learning these these this software. I just want like knobs to turn. So I have kind of a I can do it. But I, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it well. And I'm, and I'm still always thinking about learning a different software because it seems like the one I have sucks for some reason. But anyway, <laughs> so that's where I am now. But hey, you know. Did the, you ever hear this I, aphorism I, that goes, a poor carpenter blames his tools? <laughs> <laughs> My pop used to say that shit. <laughs> I think I can see where you're going with that. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I just put it out there. I'm not, I'm not putting, laying yeah, it on yeah. you. I, I laid it on you. I I'm, I'm fucking guilty as charged. So what the <laughs> fuck can I say? But we, my band was going to have a, a gig in May, which was when it got canceled. I'm May. so sorry. But look, not, not, nothing canceled, postponed. Everything's going to come. That's right. Look, it's That's been a great, great honor to have you aboard. Truly. Oh, my 
I want you to keep on keeping on, please. Despite my seasickness, it's been an honor. Our, <laughs> a big love, little Theodore. People, it's been February 17, 2021. Dish of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.